With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know, we're all used to routine, so I think when I introduce our next guest, it's going to disappoint a lot of you and a lot of us because it's going to feel like a Friday. See what I did, Samich? Don't worry. People yeah. love you, regardless if it's Wednesday or Friday, as we welcome you back here. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. And because he is such a professional, VSIN host, Mike Samich, of course, the handle every Saturday and Sunday with Matt Brown. He's also one of the best horse players on the planet, so you can check out his coverage all weekend with my boys Aaron and Jared over at RacingDudes.com. And on Friday, he's going to be at Santa Anita for Breeders' Cup. Because of that, I want everybody to know, our bosses to know, he said, I'm such a professional, I can join you. Wednesday, he gave us a couple options. We said, hey, Scott, can you do Friday? Scott could do Friday. And here is the one and only Mike Samich. Samich, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I am so excited for the Breeders' Cup this year. It's going to be a phenomenal two days of racing. The last couple of years, we've had a lot of heavy favorites in the races, so it's not as good of betting cards. This year, you're probably only going to see two, maybe three horses that are short-priced in these Breeders' Cup races. So you got to have a lot of chances to make a lot of money. I'm playing a tournament over the weekend, both Friday and Saturday. So from a betting perspective, I am just absolutely jacked up about this Breeders' Cup because I think it's going to be great. And the Classic, which is going to have a full field of 12, the draw made a big difference. Arabian Knight, who's going to be your post-time favorite, has to break out of the 12 post, wants to get the lead, is going to have to clear a horse named Saudi Crown, who's coming out of the 6 post, who's got a ton of speed as well. And I think that makes that race wide open from a betting perspective as well. So just really looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be a blast to be at the track. If you want to check out any of the coverage, go over to YouTube backslash Racing Dudes. Uh, just actually finished up a podcast covering the late pick five, so you can check that out. And we'll be live Thursday night and Friday night from uh, Arcadia out there. Uh, and so you can get our thoughts on the races heading into the weekend. I'll have articles up at vcin.com for my best bets on both Friday and Saturday. So make sure you check that out if you're a subscriber as well and get it on the action. Of course, horse racing coverage from Samich over at vcin.com. And then also over with our boys, part of the family as well, racingdudes.com. Okay, great stuff, Mike. As we start here, were you surprised, shocked, blown away by Mark Davis last night? Middle of the night says, you're gone, McDaniels. Now, it was the right, it was the prudent move. I think we would all agree Josh McDaniels overmatched as a head coach, but surprised he's going to pay him off on the four years, huh? 
Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that, that this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, there are so many other games I was expecting him to be fired after. I, I didn't even really think anything of it after that Monday night game where they got absolutely dominated uh, by, by a pretty good Lions team. I'm not sure what was the, the the defining moment and the reason why this is now when you decide to fire him. But uh, yeah, it's the right move. I mean, he he has failed as a head coach in two different stops now. Uh, solid offensive coordinator when he has gotten hold of offenses, but it, he's clearly not the guy at the top that you want. Uh, I am surprised Mark Davis willing to pay him off for the four years because he is notoriously cash poor right now from everything that you've heard. And so the fact that he wants to pay him off was was a little bit surprising. That, that franchise is just, it's a mess right now. I mean, Devontae Adams, has to be regretting the decision to go there. Garoppolo now sitting. We're going to see this, the Adrian O'Connell start uh, and see what that era is going to be like for this Raiders team. But they've got a, a ton of problems. And yeah, the head coach was one of them, but there's a lot of roster issues there too. Mike, if you look around the league right now, who do you think is a potential candidate to get fired and where you see it having an impact on a team directly? Because what we talked about earlier was that it seemed like there was just complete disengagement. And part of the problem was not only just the way the team has been built, but the head coach himself. Any particular team that kind of jumps out to you? I, the one that, I mean, when you think about the coaches that could get fired, I don't think there's any world that they get fired in. I mean, uh, like the Broncos have wildly underperformed, but you're not getting rid of Peyton, right? And you look at Belichick in New England, he's not going to get fired midseason either. If I was looking at anyone, it'd be Ron Rivera at this point. We just saw them sell off two defensive ends at the trade deadline. That Washington Commanders team has underperformed. That Everyone was staking their claim on, on having Sam Howell as the quarterback, and there's been mixed results there. Uh, to me, he would be the one that I would look at, but a lot of the bad teams just flipped coaches, and so you're not going to get rid of Gannon in, in Arizona. You're not going to get rid of Reich in Carolina. Uh, and so you really have to look at someone who's been there for a couple of years and has been underperforming. I guess you could you could look at Eberflus in Chicago, but it doesn't feel like he's going to get let go either. And to be honest, I don't see letting go of Eberflus or letting go of Rivera really getting you any different results from these this year's teams. Long-term betters know you're always going to get that first week first game bump of energy from a new coach, whether it's a new coach or an interim coach, when changes are made, just the human condition, you're generally going to get a bump in energy. So I bring that up because we can take a look right now. The Giants are at Vegas. Antonio Pierce is in as the new head coach of the Raiders. Again, he's going to stay at home. O'Connell's going to be the starter. The Giants are struggling. They're dealing with their injuries. The number is one and a half, and the total is 37. I mean, again, it's an angle that we use across myriad sports that is new coach, new energy. Generally doesn't go for much more than a week, but you always look to it that first week, Mike. Yeah, if you look at the numbers over the last five, six years, it's been phenomenal playing the the, the this these coach or these teams after the coach has been fired. I'm a little concerned with the, the O'Connell part of it, though. I mean, you don't generally have a rookie starting quarterback making the first career start when you're seeing these coaches fired. You usually have somewhat of the team intact. And and to me, that kind of makes me not want to necessarily just jump on board for this trend. When I was looking at this game, it, it looks like we're getting Daniel Jones. Uh, if it is Daniel Jones, I think that number might be a little bit light. I, I probably end up on the Giants. I, I think the Giants is a teaser here. Probably your best look taking it up to seven and a half right now, sitting at that one and a half number. I just don't trust that there's much talent on this Raiders team and you should get a better effort. But I don't know if effort's the issue right now with that Las Vegas Raiders team. I think it's more of just who is actually playing from snap to snap for them. And again, Having a rookie quarterback who, yeah, looked pretty good in the preseason, but from what we've seen of him in the regular season, I haven't been overly impressed, and I, I don't think it's necessarily an upgrade over Jimmy G, So even though he did play awful on Monday night. So I'm not really rushing to the window here to bet the Raiders just because of that trend.
Yeah, I, I don't think Patrick it's, and Mike, it's an upgrade over Jimmy G, no question about that. But to me, I think this team is saying, let's make some decisions going forward. Do What type of coach do we want to bring in based on what type of quarterback we play we may potentially have? If we've got a good quarterback, maybe we go get an offensive-minded person who can elevate them. If not, maybe we look towards building on the defense around Max Cos uh, Crosby and what we have there. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that – and I, look, if I was an NFL GM, I would be handling these franchises a lot different. I'd be used, playing much more of the NBA style and just ripping down the parts and getting what you can. I, if, like, if I was going to fire McDaniel, I would have seen what I could have gotten for Devontae Adams, see what I could have gotten for Max Crosby because if you assume this is going to be – a four or five year rebuild. Are those really going to be key players on your roster in four or five years? Or are the draft picks more valuable that you could get back for them? If you are able to move them, you open up some salary cap as well. I, to me, this was a surprising move because you didn't see any other moves that kind of went along with it. Yeah. You got to figure out what you have at quarterback with O'Connell. I think you're going to be able to know that pretty quickly here. And it's not like you need Devonte Adams there to figure it out. I, I would rip so many of these organizations down to the studs. Tampa's another one. I would have probably tried to trade four or five, six players off that roster just to start making sure I have a cupboard full of draft picks and I can start rebuilding that franchise for an actual playoff run versus just wanting to be a middling team. There's nothing worse in the NFL than being a middling team where you're just sneaking in as the seventh seed. And then, you know, if you're the Raiders, you get the seven seed, great. Now you have to go win three road games against Burrow, against Herbert, against Allen. You're not doing that. You're not getting to a Super Bowl. You might as well be awful and then start building up versus being a middling team in the NFL. Pa Patrick, yeah, that's, that's where you have to have a strong ownership and strong vision and philosophy because, and I'm all, I'll let you jump in here. It's almost like when you have, when you allow GMs to GM for their job and coaches to coach for the job, it usurps the grander plan. And that has to come from Amal above the coach and above the GM. That mission statement has to start with the owner so they don't, again, usurp whatever you're trying to build long-term to keep their job short-term. Uh, Patrick, I think you summarized it perfectly. And yesterday we talked about it, Mike, when Dobbs went to Arizona, excuse me, from Arizona to Minnesota. We really didn't understand the move from a Minnesota perspective. He's solid. He's not going to get you past San Francisco, Philadelphia, and these other teams in the NFC. You're only going to hurt your draft stock. And I agree with both of you. I think you're absolutely right, Mike. You use a great analogy. Tear it down to the studs and look to rebuild. I just don't get it. And I think uh, one of you guys touched upon it, with, or Patrick did, with ownership. Sometimes they don't realize that sometimes you have to take a step back in order to be able to move forward. And to me, I, I'm surprised more teams don't liquidate some of their stud players like you referenced, uh, Adams and Crosby, to be able to get draft capital. Uh, it's the ownership. I think it's very hard to go to a billionaire who has been successful their whole life and say this asset you have is going to have to be awful for three years. That is the fastest way to become elite. And you look around the league, if you don't have a top 10 quarterback, you've got no chance winning a Super Bowl. You have to have one of those. And so the key has to be, how is the, what's the fastest route to getting a quarterback like that? It's not drafting 14th. It's not drafting 15th. It's drafting consistently in the top five where you can take your pick, you have your scouts who can analyze the quarterback of the future for you, and you hope you hit. But you're not getting one through free agency. You have to be getting one through the draft, and you have to be willing to be bad to be able to go out and get one. And what were the Bears doing? The Bears oh. gave up an asset that couldn't be more valuable, a high second rounder for a guy they legitimately don't control and has all the leverage. What the hell was that? That was the most mind-boggling move of the day. Like, you're not a buyer. Why are you picking up a DN on a rental contract for a team that, like, it needs to lose football games to be able to go out and get those high-level assets. And and like you said, that's going to be a, what, 
the 34th, 35th pick in the draft, that's a good pick. And you're giving up something for it. It was just that was the, the biggest head scratcher for me yesterday. Guys, is there anything, anything at all we're missing on that deal? Because I mean we've talked about this, Patrick. I can't think of a single reason why it's justified from Chicago's perspective. I mean, maybe they have a backdoor agreement or a side agreement that Sweat was going to extend. I don't know, but why would he? Why yeah. would he give up leverage? There's no way he has to go out there and test the market. None of, I, I don't know. Do you come up with anything, Samich? I mean, if he doesn't sign, they get a third round pick back as a compensatory pick. But like, great. Congratulations. You gave up a second yeah. to get a third. For, for eight games of a player that you probably is not on your roster in the future. And are you sure you really want to sign Sweat to a big long-term deal anyway with all the other holes you have in that team? Like, just a head-scratcher. Yeah, I don't... Maybe that's Poles trying to GM for his job, like we said, and maybe bottom line, if Sweat helps him win a game or two. I, I, it's bewildering, yeah. to say the least. All right, Samich is here on a Wednesday. Got plenty to do, including college football tonight. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, you got the Equinox going on right now. Samich is fired up. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, Mr. St. Louis Blue. Shout to Grant Fuhr. And the entire NFL season, we've got horse racing, everything. Unlimited access right now. 120 bucks for the Sports Equinox special goes through May 1st. Can't beat it. Might as well join. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay. We got you back here on a Wednesday. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. And generally, we run the board with Samich on a Friday. Maybe we'll jog the board just to give a, get a taste of what Samich is looking at for all the games coming up this weekend. Uh, we were just discussing with the Breeders' Cup coming up. You'll get coverage from Samich over at VEASAN.com. And, of course, RacingDudes.com as well for the coverage all weekend. 
Um, Dustin, or maybe, you know, it was Amal that asked about naming horses. And oftentimes it's an amalgamation with the sire and the mare, or just people get creative with names. I know for a fact that you've thought about what you would name your first horse. I, I just know it. This is what you do. This is the sport you came up on. So I don't know if it has something to do with your daughter, with some sort of sentimentality, but if you had a horse, what would you name it, Samich? Well, I've, I've been fortunate enough to own certain small percentages of horses, but never been able to name one. Uh, I'm a little bit superstitious when it comes to names, and one of the first ones I learned was if a horse has the name Mr., Dr., or Duck in it, you got to bet the horse. So I want to name a horse Mr. Dr. Duck, because then you get all three of them. There's no way that horse could lose. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Duck? Yep. <laughs> you know what? I don't hate it. Big guy, you're laughing. You probably thought about this. This is the type of thing yeah. you sit around and think about. If I owned a horse, what would I name it? Yeah. I know for a fact. Yeah, it'd be Fart Fig Newton. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sorry? Fart Fig Newton, because I want, I want to make the announcer say something stupid. Like, that's the key. I want the person who has to call the race have to say, here we come down the back stretch. It's Fart Fig Newton in the lead. Okay. Yeah, there's well done. There's some fun ones out there. Uh, if you know the Bofa joke, there's that horse that does exist. <laughs> yeah, so there is a, and that's something where the announcers have to call it. I, I always wanted to name a horse like number four, so that even if you're like the ten horse, <laughs> you have to say number four <laughs> down the lane. Like start messing with the announcer in that way. I think that'd be a fun thing to do too. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of other gas station sushi was a name of a horse. <laughs> And they, I think they did it just so the the race callers couldn't say it because if all of us try to say gas station stushy right now, it's very hard to do. So you know that horse, uh, of course. It is uh, anyway. This the sport Santa Anita Breeders Cup. Make sure you check out the boys. Okay, let's get to some plays. Um, I see you've got a play on the ice tonight. So why don't we start there? Your abs, uh, you're going to lay the goal and a half in Colorado Ooh, against your blues. So lay the goal and a half here, Samich. <laughs> yeah, my blues, man. We're not very good this year. We just aren't. This Colorado team started out 6-0 and playing tremendous hockey. They've lost the last two, but that was the second and third game of a road trip. They get to come back home in a get-right spot tonight. Right now, you can get plus 105 if you lay the goal and a half with the Avs. It's the team that scores goals in bunches against a Blues team that cannot handle speed well, which is what the Avs have, and don't like to score. That's not a good combination against a team that can put the puck in the net. I think it's a great get-right spot for the Avs. They were shut out in those last two games, so I think their offense comes out with reckless abandon here, and I think they're going to run it up on the Blues a little bit tonight. So give me the Avs laying the goal and a half with some plus money. Good bounce back opportunity here, Patrick. This is an avalanche team that's going to be right there with the Vegas Golden Knights in the West uh, in terms of who's going to wind up with the best record, potentially a President's Cup, uh, Cup trophy type of team. Okay, moving on. And I, this was, look, you've got football every night, so you can't complain, but the MAC, it's not exactly titillating matchups tonight. Now, we do have TCU Texas Tech tomorrow night. On a Thursday, Wake Forest Duke tomorrow night on a Thursday. So, But tonight, Ball State Bowling Green. Right now, Bowling Green hosting Ball State, laying five and a half, a total of 40. And it looks like you're going to take here, Samich. 
Yeah, these are two disgusting games uh, tonight. Not going to yes, lie. Not very are. good offenses that are going to be on display. Uh, this is just a situational matchup for me here. I'll take the five and a half with Ball State, who wants to run the football. They've had three quarterbacks this year. The newest one is a kind of a run first option kind of guy. And well, you've seen a pretty effective defense for Bowling Green, their top 50. They're 101st against the run, and that is exactly what Ball State is going to want to do. So I think you're going to see some effectiveness from the Ball State running game to be able to get some points on the board. And Bowling Green lives on turnovers. You're not going to see those turnovers with a consistent run game here from Ball State. So I think they're able to take care of the football and put some points on the board. Conversely, the Ball State defense, not very good from down to down. But they, they limit explosive plays, and that's exactly what Bowling Green wants to get. So this, for me, is just a situational matchup where, yeah, Bowling Green probably the better team, but Ball State has every advantage from what each team wants to do, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I'll take the five and a half here with Ball State. Yeah, Patrick, this uh, Bowling Green team is confounding. They lose by li- a 10 at Liberty. They go on the road. They beat Georgia Tech. Then they get walloped against Ohio and against Miami. Uh, you just can't figure this team out. Inconsistency at the quarterback position in terms of their play and performance with Connor Bazelak, the former Missouri transfer who's been in there. Orth also has been a guy that's taken some snaps. They just have not put it together offensively. I tend to agree with Mike. You've got a lower total here. You're catching five and a half uh, in this matchup with Ball State and Bowling Green. It's not going to be a ton of points, so getting points would probably be at a premium here. Well, look, look, the bottom line is if Ball State Bowling Green doesn't excite you, give it 30 minutes for another <laughs> kickoff because Kent State <laughs> and Akron may do it for you. Akright, Samich, let's go. It is right now Akron Lane 4, total of 30, <laughs> 39 and a half. And uh, it's a low total, and you're going to go under, but the first half here. Yeah, this has actually been bet up, Patrick. It was 37 and a half earlier this week, so we've seen (laughs) some money uh, flying in on the over here. These two teams are putrid on offense. Pretty much any stat you look at, we're talking bottom five in the NCAA, including, I believe it's uh, Kent State, that is the worst team, worst offensive EPA team in the NCAA. Uh, Akron, not much better. They're 131st in effectiveness rate uh, from an offensive perspective. So two absolutely atrocious offenses with what I'll call middling defenses. We're talking like somewhere between 50 and 70. But when you have a 50 or 70th defense and you're taking on one of the worst two offenses in NCAA football, I'm going to lean toward the under. And this is a game where when you see these low totals, you're going to see quite a bit of running. Neither of these teams have explosive offenses. They aren't able to create big plays. And that's the biggest scare when you have these low totals is that you have a lot of turnovers or big plays that create quick points. That's not what these teams are about. They like to be methodical. They like to be slow. They like to be ineffective on offense and then just punt the ball away. I don't think we're going to see a ton of points in this game. Uh, We've seen totals under 30 points for both these teams in the last couple weeks. uh, The final scores ending up with under 30 points for both these teams the last couple weeks. I kind of like the under here now that we're up to 39 and a half, but I like the first half under at 19 and a half quite a bit. I think you're going to see a really slow, methodical start to this game. I don't see any points in the first half. It could get a little wonky in the second half. So I'm just going to take the first half under 19 and a half here. You know, Patrick, we had Kenny White on a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned he liked Eastern Michigan against Kent State. And I watched that game because I ended up betting Eastern based on Kenny's recommendation. And they ended up winning the game pretty comfortably. And I have to tell you, Kent State, they're probably their best plays just punting and hoping for a fumble recovery on the punt. I mean, this offense, minus the Central Connecticut State game, has scored 62 points in seven games against FBS competition this year. That's less than nine points per game. They're anemic offensively. Akron is a little bit better, but not much. I mean, this is going to be a horrific football game. 
a rivalry, uh, both teams uh, about less than 20 miles apart. But at the end of the day, I mean, we wound up with on a Wednesday night two of the worst possible Maction games of all time. Well, and I yep. want to point out, Akron, the entire offense revolved around DJ Irons, who got hurt a few weeks ago mid-game. He was replaced by Jeff Undercuffler. <laughs> so if you want to bet unders, literally he's named to do it, the new quarterback at Akron, and he's not good. He's not ready it, to be a starter. These two teams are freaking hideous. Big guy, neither has won an FPS game yet either. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's exciting. Hey, big guy, as a guy <laughs> that is somebody that's in the uh, dating market, um, I'm sure you saw recently the viral trend that went crazy with the girl that put out a list of places that you can't take a girl on the first date. Like Cheesecake Factory, I saw Applebee's. the Cheesecake Factory thing. I did see that. I've taken right. many a girl to Cheesecake Factory, and they usually request it, so it's a wild move. <laughs> yes, and Chili's, and like all the restaurants that you would expect to be on there, but also, you know, some, uh, you know, coffee. Well, I was surprised that a first date women didn't have Kent State and Akron on the list, right? <laughs> well, y'all have plenty it was, of time. It took, me, it took me a while, but again, there's a minute to go, so it's a little bit of uh, yeah. filling here. Well, you'll have plenty yeah. of time to have conversations because you'll be waiting for them to set up the punting units a lot. So plenty of time we, to talk. Not a lot of TV timeouts for scores. Can we rewind one second real quick? Dustin, they request Cheesecake Factory? You don't pick the restaurant on a first date? No, no, no. no. It was for first date. No, no. For, like, later down the road dates. I've had many women request Cheesecake Factory. No, first date, I'm... We, we do not eat food unless I really enjoy your company, and I'm willing to have stuff stuck in my beard. What's the go-to first date, <laughs> Dustin? Oh, it's always drinks at a place that does serve food, because if it's going well, I will probably be drunk before they get there, and then I'll need the food to sober up midway through the conversation. <laughs> I like it. A racetrack, that underrated first date spot. Racetrack? Like the gas station? Racetrack? Oh, <laughs> for sure. 100%. Dustin's explanation combined with the fact that he was a Teletubby for Halloween. Surprising he's single. We're back with Samich. <laughs> this is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right. Take a break. Tell you about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating who's number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or a dipper looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zen. Zen is made with six simple ingredients. It's available wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, even coffee. It's available to strength so you can control the nicotine satisfaction because it's discreet. You can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you don't miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zen earns you points towards premium items like tailgate gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zen swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. As we kick off November, no better way to do it than with our buddy Mike Samich, VEASAN host, professional handicapper, of course, RacingDudes.com and VEASAN.com all weekend for Breeders' Cup coverage. So he joins us on a Wednesday. We should ask, how to go with your daughter, your first Halloween in Santa Barbara last night? I'm sure it was awesome. 
It was phenomenal. There's a, a circle up here, which everyone really gets into it. That no cars driving around, but all the houses have the smoke machines and the big clowns and the, everything going on. There was actually a ice cream truck at one house for trick or treating, a bounce house at another one. Um, so really catering toward the kids. It's, it's she's five. It's really fun age too because she really understands. Great. She gets the candy, gets to run around. Went out with one of her kindergarten friends there. So it was it was a lot of fun last night, Patrick. That's great. I'm glad to hear. It. Do we do we have the four of us, do we have a favorite Halloween movie? It can be scary. Halloween, I think most would agree, just the original is probably the best scary movie or right up there near the top. I grew up as a Jason Voorhees guy, you know, the hockey mask, chopping people up at camp. That was my go-to. Was there, Amal, were you into any of the scary movies? I am not. I was scared of the scary movies. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, enough. I never understood the notion where people want to get scared and pay money to do it. It's, it's definitely a vibe. We'll put it that way. It's definitely a vibe. Amal, excuse me. Mike, how about you? i never a big scary movie guy either. I remember seeing Halloween with a girlfriend at the time when she made me watch it for the first time. I thought it was, you know, pretty good, pretty good flick. I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Scream, though. That came out when I was in high school, and that, that one was a very yes. good one. Nev Campbell, excellent costume as well. So the original Scream is the, one of my favorite scary movies. I, I, I object. It had too many known characters in there. I didn't feel like it was a scary movie. The, the, a lot of cameos, yeah. a lot of people that you recognize. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Big guy? Uh, my life is scary enough. I really don't need to be scared when I'm taken away from it by watching a movie. However, I am a big fan of the scary movie franchise. I love the the Wayans brothers. I love their TV show, and I love the scary movie. Uh, the, the The strong hand scene is like one of it. Still makes me laugh to this day, and it's like thirty years ago. Oh, I actually, you know what? I just thought of one that if you're if you're closer to my age and Amal's age there's a movie called Poltergeist. Oh, that's nope, a good one. Oh, nope, that's a very nope, good one. Nope. I came out I when, I was, when I was a kid and yeah. I ran out of the room. I watched like 20 minutes of that movie and I I still am terrified of it. Nope. That's a great call, Polter Patrick. Poltergeist it kind of gave me the chills even just saying it out loud. I there's I still have some Hardcore memories of watching Poltergeist as a kid, C getting sucked into the TV. Yeah, it was a TV yes. one, right? Yeah, yeah that's. I, oh. was, I remember watching it on TV and being like, "Is it about to suck me in?" While I'm watching the movie, the and also at the beginning, I think those that have seen it will remember the beginning has to do with like a thunderstorm and the the lightning goes off and there's a clown sitting in the corner and I don't know what it is about clowns. It's just either you're a clown guy or you're not, and I'm just not a clown guy. So <laughs> we'll we'll just go there. Um, okay, let's uh, let's continue. Well, good. I'm glad it was. Hey, by the way, do you know you live in Santa Barbara now, and then you travel to Vegas for your Vison shows? Do you know the most famous person from Santa Barbara? I'm gonna go with Oprah. Oprah's not bad. Did you better answer? Ka Katie, yeah, she's she just lives there. Better answer, wow. Katy Perry, born and raised. I actually saw Katy Perry at a pumpkin patch two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> I bet no you kidding. Did. I bet you did. Yeah, true story. <laughs> with uh, with the Pirates of the Caribbean dude. Don't remember his name right now. <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Did <laughs> you go up is. and yeah. say hi? 
No, I didn't. I, I sat next to him on uh, on the hayride, and I kind of wanted to ask him if he was going to be a pirate for Halloween, but decided not to go there. <laughs> that would have been, been good. That would have been good. <laughs> Probably the right call. No, why not? <laughs> you would have been on the radio like that Davo Sweeney guy, Tyler. <laughs> I have never heard somebody else do Dustin shtick more than that than you just did. Okay, man. <laughs> that was that was Sweetelson shtick. Uh, let's do this, Mike. Why don't we run what will jog the board? Because obviously it's the segment everybody loves on Friday where we run the board. So what we'll do is I know you have one, two, three, you have four official plays this weekend, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you rotation and just give you the games and just give me a lean. It doesn't have to be just kind of where your mind is because you make your own power ranking. So let's get it started in a mall. Feel free to comment on his comments and his takes. So 309 Tennessee Pittsburgh. Will Levis going to give it a go. Kenny Pickett is going to be your starter. Uh, right now, DraftKings has Pittsburgh lane three and 36 and a half on the total, Mike. I played Pittsburgh here at minus two and a half. If you can find a minus two and a half out there, I think it's worth a play. Uh, there's a couple around in Vegas. So if you are in Vegas, you can get those in. I think Pittsburgh is just a better team here. I've been down on this Pittsburgh team, but this is a great spot for them playing at home. You've got a rookie quarterback on a short week. I also bet the over here, which kind of surprised me as well. Uh, this total's gotten as low as six, 36 and a half in some places. Uh, to me, look, what we saw from Will Levis in his first game is he's going to YOLO it. He's just going to throw that football up, and that creates points. I think he's going to try and hit DeAndre Hopkins a couple times late. We know about the pressure he's going to get. wouldn't be shocked to see a couple turnovers here from Tennessee as well. I think the total is too low right now, sitting at that 36.5 number, and I like Pittsburgh in the minus the 2.5. You can find it out there. Patrick, I'm in complete agreement with Mike here. I was going to play Pittsburgh in an outside survivor contest I'm in. I think this is a great spot for the Steelers. And Mike summarized it perfectly. Rookie quarterback, short week. Cam Hayward potentially going to be back in the lineup for that defensive front for the Steelers here. Derrick Henry a little bit banged up. Uh, I think this is a good spot for the Steelers at home, less than a field goal. Mike, I don't know how this number's not three. I'm pretty surprised it didn't open at three. Uh, I, I think it's just because of how anemic the Pittsburgh offense has been times. And then the question marks at quarterback. Like, we didn't know if we were going to get the Trubisky show here or if it was going to be Kenny Pickett and how healthy Kenny Pickett's going to be if he's in there. So I think that's the reason we haven't seen that that full three consistently painted across the board. Uh, I think it will be by the time it kicks off, though. I think this is going to be painted three by, by Thursday. So if you can find that two and a half, like I said, I'd go out there and get it. And I, I'd take the over, too, right now. Uh, Mike Tomlin. Save your opinion. You and me will save our opinions okay. on Friday. You good with that? I'm good with that. Okay, I just want to make sure we get everybody in here for Samich. Uh, four, five, one, Miami, Kansas City. Point and a half with Kansas City laying it. 50 and a half on the total. As KC or pass for me, uh, I haven't played it. I don't think I'm going to play it. Um, I, I don't, just don't think there's there's too many factors that are up in the air here. I haven't heard confirmed travel situations from either of these teams yet. That's a key for me with these international games. I... I respect this Kansas City defense. Hopefully they play better than they did last week. The offense needs to figure some things out. We don't know Patrick Mahomes' health. All those reasons are reasons why I could see people leaning toward Miami, but this Miami team just has not beaten anybody good. And so for me, I'm not willing to take less than a field goal against a team or with a team that hasn't been able to beat anybody. So KC or pass, right now it's a no bet. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with Mike here. Same thing. I believe okay, I, four, I heard on the radio that one team is not flying out until a couple days, and one team's already there. I believe it was the Dolphins are already there, is what I heard. Oh, really? Yeah, I want to make sure Germany I got game. that right. Those, I mean, those that, games, are, they're, they're, it, Kansas City loses a home game, is what Do happens. Dolphins are already in Germany. Chiefs arrive Friday mid-morning. Teams yeah, that see, travel that would, early are 2-0-1 uh, in uh, 
those uh, overseas games this year. That would push me heavily toward Miami. And we saw it with the Ravens and the Titans when the Ravens went out on a Monday and the Titans took a, a red eye on Thursday night. It was a train wreck, especially early in that first half. They just looked lethargic. They couldn't get it going. If that's the confirmed travel and, and it goes up to a field goal, specifically Miami, Miami, I'm all over it. And I like the teaser leg with Miami here if that's the case as well. Okay, 453 Minnesota at Atlanta. Hall is going to start for Minnesota. And it's four and a half with Atlanta Lane at TBD on their quarterback right now, 37 on the total. Uh, I heard Heineke is starting. If that's the case, I'm laying it with Atlanta here, which I can't believe that having Heineke as your starter is the key form. But I, this is going to be a tough spot for Minnesota. Uh, I wasn't impressed with Hall coming in. It's going to be hard for him to get, get it going. You're still not going to have Justin Jefferson on the offensive side. Atlanta played better at home. Uh, so for me, it's, it's lay it with Atlanta or pass right here. I would only lay it if Heineke plays. I uh, haven't bet the game yet, though. Patrick, you referenced it with the Raiders and the head coaching change, a little bit of infusion of energy, and I think that's going to be the same thing with the Falcons with Taylor Heineke getting the start. Everybody could read yeah. the tea leaves. They knew Desmond Ritter wasn't the right option. I haven't played this game. Probably not going to play it, but I think Mike makes the correct point. If Taylor Heineke is going to play, four and a half is going to wind up at five, five and a half, or actually we're seeing a five right now. Uh, I would look at the Falcons here. Okay, just give us a link because you don't have a play officially. Seattle at Baltimore. Baltimore laying 6-43, and 43, Samich. Take us to break. Yeah, to me, this is uh, this is Seattle pass. I, I think that the dog here is the right side. Baltimore looked good, but a little lethargic last week against Arizona. And this is Seattle team that's coming on right now. They're playing very good on the defensive side. They need to figure it out on the offense a little bit better. But I respect the heck out of Seattle. Don't love it's a early time slot game. Would you, would you call them your Seattle Seahawks, Mike Samich? We'll come back and continue jogging the board. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, $5 to win $200 in bonus bets instantly right now when you use the promo code VEGAS for your new customers. No sweat, same game parlay for everybody over at DraftKings. The crown is yours. Uh, this is just an aside Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. 
Mike Samich joining us. We're jogging the board. Look, what does this mean? I'm not sure, but the Bears are at New Orleans, and today they fired David Walker, who's their running backs coach. Now, again, that normally wouldn't be a huge deal. It's a running, it's an ancillary coach, but he was dismissed because of his behavior in the workplace. And I bring that up because it just seems like things are off the rails, right? We had, of course, the situation with the defensive coordinator. Uh, HR was involved here. So I don't, again, I'm just, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but a peek inside the culture doesn't look great. I'll jump ahead to this game. I'm going to check and see if it's one of your official plays. It is not Samich, but let's go ahead and give a lean here. Bears Saints right now. The Bears are catching seven and a half and 41 on the total. Yeah, pretty pretty big mess there at Hallis Hall. I mean, just with the trade yesterday, what happened with the D.C. earlier, now the running backs coach, you mentioned HR involved. I mean, this this team is just – it's a train wreck right now. Um, I don't want to lay seven and a half with the Saints. That's just, that's just too many points with a team that's not very good offensively. To me, if you're going to play this game, tease it down to Saints minus one and a half. Uh, don't hate the under here either. you got a pretty good Saints defense going in there. And the Bears defense, well, it was exposed by the Los Angeles Chargers last uh, last week. They do generally, they, their defense had been playing better the last couple of games. So to me, I lean the under 41 here, and I like the Saints minus a point and a half and six-point teasers. Yeah, Patrick, I'll lay it here. I think this New Orleans team, even though they've been inept on offense throughout most of the season, is complete defensively, and they'll be able to negate what this Bears team does. I don't see the Bears getting more than 13 points in this one. I think the Saints get north of 21 against a bad Bears defense combined with probably some short field opportunities against Tyler Bajan, who's going to get the start one more time. Okay, jogging the board with Samich here on a Friday. Oh, no, excuse me. There, there's the Freudian. <laughs> Four, five, seven. Arizona at Cleveland. Eight. Cleveland Lane. Thirty-seven and a half. A low total. Samich. That's the pass for me. I, I was going to play the Cardinals here plus seven and a half or more if it was going to be Josh Dobbs. I have no interest in getting back in Clayton Tune here at eight. I, I think that the difference should be higher than a half point as well. I was expecting this was going to be closer to a, a nine point spread. Uh, I, I can't back the, the Browns here minus the eight either. I just this one. This one to me is just a hard pass just because of the feel. I would want to play the under here, but I want to play it somewhere around 40 versus sitting there at 37 and a half. So this is a full pass for me. You know, Mike mentioned teasing the Saints game down. I think you could put this one with the Cleveland Browns, and I think you got a good two-team teaser here. Even though P.J. Walker's inconsistent, uh, Jerome Ford and company could still be effective against Arizona. Cardinals are a good competitive team for about a half, maybe about two and a half uh, quarters of the game, and then they're going to disappear. Okay, uh, Green Bay's up to three and a half with the quarterback questions with the Rams. Green Bay hosting 39 on the total, Mike. Oh man, there's another game where I just like, I was nice to fade the Packers last week. So I did, I got to celebrate Jordan Love being inept. Uh, this is another one where I'm just not sure what's going on in the locker room. We're seeing some issues there. We're hearing about uh, Brian Gutenhurst possibly be on the hot seat now at the GM position. This offense has not been able to produce. Uh, to me, this is Rams or pass once you get out to that three number. I haven't bet this game, probably not going to bet this game, but if I'm going to back anyone, it would be the Rams. But the Stafford issue at quarterback specifically is where it gets kind of scary because, I, again, I don't really want to be backing Rippon here, who I have is a pretty significant move, almost a full six-point move from Stafford down to Rippon. I'm not going to play this game, Patrick, but I agree with Mike's point on the quarterback situation. Brett Rippon is a huge downgrade for them. Okay, 461, Tampa Bay at Houston. Tampa catching three, total of 40. This is an official play from you, Mike. 
Yeah, give me that three with Tampa here. Uh, I think this is a great spot for the Buccaneers. We, they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. That should create some positivity inside that locker room. Houston just slightly overrated here. Look, they're a great story. They they started out phenomenal at three and three, but I think the market got a little bit high in them. We saw that last week with them going through the three and a half or that three, the key number of three getting to three and a half against Carolina. They shouldn't be laying three and a half to anybody on the road. They've got Tampa at home, better spot, but this defense still frisky on the Tampa side, still like some of the weapons on the outside as well for them. I think Baker Mayfield does enough here to be able to cover the three. So I'll take the full three here with Tampa. Uh, I like the under here, Patrick. I think this Texans team has kind of slowed down a little bit offensively compared to what we saw a couple of weeks ago. And then Mike pointed out Tampa's defense is very good. But I also think the ineptitude of Tampa's offense combined with both sides here going up against the better units on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I'll go with the under here. Okay, 461, t- excuse me, 463, Washington at New England. New England's lane, three and a half most shops. I'll give you three, 40 and a half on the total, Mike. This is a game where I wanted to be on the Washington side once it got to three and a half, but I don't love the fact that they moved both Young and Sweat at the deadline. you got to question what that's going to do to the locker room because it's kind of saying, hey, we're throwing the white flag. We're not that worried about this year. Uh, to me, this is dog or pass. I'd want the full three and a half if I was going to take the dog, but haven't bet this one yet. I agree with Mike. I think this puts Washington in a bit of disarray. You get rid of two first-round picks from your defensive front. It doesn't bode well for this team. Okay, 467, Indianapolis at Carolina. Not an official play, Samich. Um, Indy laying two and a half on the road, 44 and a half on the total. I'll take the over here. I think that's the best way to look at this. We saw Carolina switch up their offensive coordinator last week. I didn't love the returns with the uh, the Thomas Brown affair and what we saw there. I was expecting a little bit more motion pre-staff, able to get some receivers open down the field. But I do think that the, the team moved the ball effectively from the 20 to 20, just really stalled inside the red zone. So I think you're going to see more points from this Panthers team. Colts defense, not very good. And the Gardner Minshew experience, We're seeing him just chuck the ball all over the place, and he's able to put points on the board against bad defenses. This Panthers defense fits the bill as a bad defense. I thought this total should be around the 46 mark, so give me the over 44 and a half. You can find some 44s out there, so I chop around, but I do like the over in this spot. Uh, Mike, I like your Thomas Brown affair reference right there. That was tremendous. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But uh, (laughs) nothing on this one here. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. Can't let that slide. He did it very deadpan. (laughs) Yeah. And it was tremendous. Okay, next up, let's see. We are on to 469. The Giants are at the Raiders. We talked about this one. Point and a half, 37. The Raiders are laying it. Yeah, Giants are passed for me here. I mean, I, I realize that, you know, you have that that first first week bump for the new head coach. I'm just not sure how good that coaching room is and how excited these players are going to be play for anybody, considering how bad the overall roster is. So if we get Daniel Jones back, I, a little more interested in the Giants. I think this is a good teaser option to take it up to plus seven and a half if it's Daniel Jones. But yeah, for me, Giants are passed here. Uh, no play here. I'm just kind of curious which team is going to give what type of effort. You had a Giants team that should have won a game last week, lost because of coaching. Now you turn around and it's just been inept, and then the Raiders fire their head coach. I think this is a tough one to back either side. Okay, 471. Dallas is at Philly. Philly is lane three in total of 46, Mike. I like the, the Eagles here. Uh, it's not an official play for me. I'm probably going to bet it, though, before the week is out. Uh, this is just a situation where I think the Philadelphia Eagles should be slaying four, four and a half here at home against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been good, but that offensive uh, defensive line, really, it's it's Parsons, and, and you're not seeing that much pressure from anybody else. Offensive line on Philadelphia's side, very good. Hurts a little banged up, but I think being at home is going to be the difference here. Um, I, I'm probably going to end up laying the three with the Eagles. 
Guys, I don't have a play on this game, but this is a similar line to we, the one we saw against Miami, but I think Dallas is a better team than Miami. I potentially would look at the Cowboys here, and this is a huge litmus test, Patrick, for the Cowboys. They've got, if they don't answer the bell and wind up with another Sunday night performance like we saw against the Niners, that does not bode well for them going forward. 473 is an official play, and we'd like to see Samich coming around to the Bengals. Buffalo is at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's lane two and a total of 49. How is this not three? Like, I don't understand why this isn't a three-point game here. Buffalo been going the wrong direction. We've seen, haven't seen anything from their defense since Matt Milano went out. And then, look, this Bengals team, I upgraded them a point in the bye week just because of how important that bye was for Joe Burrow. We see him come out and look like Joe Burrow. For the first time all year, he didn't slide when he was scrambling up the middle. You know that that calf is feeling better. I think you're getting back to the normal Joe Burrow. They're still last place in the division, though, guys. Let's let's pump the brakes a little Take bit here. Easy. They need to have a Take big it easy. They need they need to close big here to be able to cash that bet for you. We're all rooting for you, but this is a great spot for them. Look, I I don't think this Bills team is is anywhere near what we expected they were going to be, specifically with the defensive injuries. I think Cincinnati's able to move the football like their defensive coordinator. I think I think this is Cincy all day here, so I'm happy to lay the two. I'd lay anything under three. Patrick, I bet Cincinnati last week before they went to San Francisco, they were at plus one on the look-ahead line. It took them on the money line at even money. I couldn't believe they were going to be catching a point theoretically at home. We saw the performance against the 49ers. Now two and a half, three, now down to two in certain spots. But uh, Mike is absolutely right. This number, to me, is one of those, Mike, where it's such an easy opener. Three, call it a day and go which way you want from it. That quote, we're all rooting for you. Friends, competitive friends don't, quote, root for each other. They root for them to fail miserably. And our 40 to $1,000 free roll, trust me. And I, I expect it. Everybody at VEASAN's like, if that freaking sharp money wins $40,000, I'm going to kill. No, I'm just playing. Uh, 475. I, I you're taking everyone out to dinner if you win, right? McDonald's we'll, drive-thru. We'll cut, we'll cut you in. <laughs> we said we were going to give you 7 bucks. It barely covers Charges my dinner. Chargers Jets Ch Chargers lane 341 on the way out here Samich man this is just a hard passer it, to me this is Jets or pass and I don't feel myself see myself betting the Jets plus three against this Chargers team okay thank you for adjusting your schedule we appreciate it again Breeders Cup coverage at vsun.com with Mike Samich and then racingdudes.com as well Mike enjoy it travel safely Amal have a great one Dustin have a great one we'll see you tomorrow right here Sharp Money it's vsun the sports betting network You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug right, needed. Let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279. 
or visit cheapoair.com slash podcast.